Hey guys, welcome to the Smile the Leather Cricket Podcast, where we discuss all things cricket from an average Joe's perspective. I'm your host Adit. Joining me is my co-host Gaurav, and we are going to be discussing the three Boxing Day Test matches for the year 2023. Magnificent ones, the iconic win for India at the MCG, the Run Fest at Centurion, and the nail biter at Mount Mangani. So, without any further ado, let's get straight into it. So, Gaurav, we'll start off with the big one at the MCG. And before I come to you, let's just give our listeners a brief overview of what happened in the game for anyone that did not follow. So, Australia in the first innings scored 195 with Labuschagne in top scoring with a score of 48. And um, Mr. Reliable for India with the ball, Bumrah taking 4 for 56. India in the first innings uh, with a reply of 326 with a career-defining century from Rahane. And um, Stark and Lyon taking three wickets each. That gave India a lead of 131 runs going into the second innings, where Australia got bundled out for 200. And then India finished off the game, winning the game by eight wickets. So, Gaurav, like from Adelaide, going from 36 all out, how do you pull off a performance like this for Team India? This one is a win to remember. Uh, this would go down as one of the greatest test wins. And the reason is uh, no one expected them to win. I mean, let aside win, just give them a fight. Because even the last time when they beat Australia in Australia, uh, the absence of Smith and Warner, you felt like yeah, India do have the upper hand. And... Uh, yeah, they managed to do that. So uh, it was not that big a surprise. Of course, it it was a great achievement. But this time around, especially with uh, Kohli not being there, uh, if it is it was in Indian conditions, you'd back your players, uh, the other players to come good, and uh, even against the toughest of teams uh, uh, to come up with a win. But uh, beating Australia in Australia with the absence of your uh, seniors players, Kohli and Shami. Oh, let's not forget him. He's been one of the premier fast bowlers of the world. Great. I mean, just goes on to show the character of the team. Uh, and uh, Rahane, in fact, mentioned that they indeed wanted to bat first uh, after that uh, all out of 36. So, uh, also goes on to show what their uh, state of mind was. It was positive and uh, they didn't want to be in the back foot uh, about uh, winning the toss and opting to bowl first, uh, thinking about what could be the case if we indeed bat first and the horrors of the first test match might come back, but that did not happen. So, yeah, look, this Indian team in the last three or four years has done that pretty often, if, even in 2017 against Australia, the game against in Pune, uh, if I remember, they lost the test match and then they won the one uh, test match in Bengaluru, which was a very close fought one. Again, in uh, against England when they uh, lost in Lords, but then went on to win in Trent Bridge, if I remember. Uh, and th- there have been other, even in South Africa. So, yeah, uh, this is not the team that uh, would lose 4 nil that happened in 2011 and in Australia and England uh, in the away tours, which would uh, give throw in the towels very soon if there's a... Uh, 
there's a performance in the first test which could not go their way but the team and um, in absence of kohli would was uh, i think magnificent so you spoke about uh, throwing in the towel and uh, they definitely didn't do that after the 36 all out from adelaide so let's start with your batting performance what did you think about their batting performance uh, in both innings yeah like we mentioned in our earlier podcast as well that um, it it was about their batting their bowlers have been uh, up to the mark in most of the games in most of the test matches it, if their batting comes good uh, they always have the possibility to win the test match uh, be it in any condition uh, um, crossing 300 was was great ajinkya uh, rahane Uh, I mean, so many questions raised over him, but uh, he went on to show how great a player he is. Um, and uh, any any game where he plays, where he the mindset is not to be too cautious, he is uh, is a treat to watch. And whenever you see Rahane being over cautious, that's where the problem comes. But here, uh, along with building partnerships, he was able to put away the bad balls and. Yeah, I think uh, that laid the foundation, and Rishabh Pant's 29 was as big a contribution as you would uh, consider of Rahane's or Jadeja's 57. Uh, I think he was the one who kind of changed the momentum in that first inning because if you look when he came on to bat, it the match was pretty much in balance. India was still t- trailing, and he uh, kind of uh, ate into the deficit. and from then on it was uh, all about jadeja and rahane feasting on to the uh, bowlers because the new ball was still to come and uh, the bowlers were tired so it was an all round performance that they would be delighted of not to forget the young man shubman gill uh, we all remember there was a kid back in 91 18 year old kid who kind of uh, stamped his authority into test cricket and went on to play 200 test games and again in 2011 virat kohli uh, that 100 in adelaide which uh, made him a permanent member of the uh, test 11 as well before that questions were raised against him as well in test cricket shubman gill looks like a player for the future and yeah this um all in all they were would be pretty satisfied of their uh batting for sure i mean starting right off at the top shubman gill i don't think he looked like he was playing in his debut test match that was a wonderful 45 in the first innings he looked good all around the wicket playing very nice shots and um he also has the cut shot uh, which is very important for wickets in australia uh, where the ball bounces a lot so that was a good Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed his first innings batting. Only little thing I think Australia might target going into the next game would be when he sort of doesn't commit to the pull shot. He has a sort of a half pull, uh, which um, he kind of the ball goes in the air a little bit, and he also takes his eyes off the ball. Uh, but then on the other hand, when he commits to that pull shot, it looks really, really good. So I think uh, that's probably one little thing he might want to work on going into the next game. A game, and I'm sure he will. Mayank Agarwal though he looks to be having similar similar problems as Prithvi Shaw um he's a little bit late on the ball and um he's struggling uh, just a slight 
uh, bit over there. Um, also, there was a comparison of his batting stance from 2018 uh, to his current batting stance, and there is a there is a considerable difference in his back lift and also his body position. Maybe that's the effect of the limited overs game and him wanting to score uh, quicker there, and that's sort of cre- crept into his test game as well. Um, so Mayank Agarwal, you have Rohit Sharma coming in. I think he takes Mayank Agarwal's spot right at the top. Coming down the order, Pujara, he hasn't been in the greatest of forms. Um, he's uh, been found wanting in certain areas. Uh, and um, from 2018, where he dominated in Australia, I think uh, Australia has bowled just that little bit wider to him. And they've been reaping the benefits there. Um, also, something to note for Pujara in second innings batting uh, since uh, 2018 in Avetos, he's at about 16 or 17 innings and he averages uh, the same, 16 or 17. So he has a little bit of an issue there. Um, but yeah, nothing to worry about for Pujara, I would think, because he's proved it time and again that he's uh, he's he's India's wall uh, after Rahul Dravid. And I think he will continue uh, being that. Rahane century, though, I mean, that was that is a career-defining knock um, for him. And in fact, he did mention that he still rates his 100 at the Lords higher than this one. But I think given the scenario that India were in, coming from the last game, absence of Kohli, Rohit Sharma, Mohamed Shami, you have all these superstars missing out. And then to come up with that knock, I think it really just um, showed what a class act he actually is. Um, as you said very rightly, Rishabh Pant's 29 was extremely valuable as uh, he sort of took Rahane along with him and Rahane's scoring rate up the ante as well once uh, Pant got in. Um, Vihari, um, he hasn't impressed too far uh, with the bat so far. And I think when you have someone like KL Rahul on the bench, uh, you might want to bring him in, especially since Vihari hasn't been contributing to, with the ball as well since he hasn't been needing to. Um and then Jadeja's 57, that was a very resilient 57. The uh, way he played, I mean, he brought out his defensive game, did right what was needed for the team. And um, over the last couple of years, he's really showing that he's got the potential with the bat as well, which is, and that straight away puts him um, in far in terms of all-rounders with the Ben Stokes and the uh, Shakib al of the world. So all in all, I think India's uh, batting was brilliant. Um, to get 326 in that first innings and get a lead of 131 was extremely crucial, especially on this Melbourne pitch, which wasn't like the pitch that we've had for the last few years. There was a little bit more for the bowlers, a little bit for the spinners as well. So it was a very good cricket wicket overall. And um, that's what I thought. Now, let's move on to India's bowling uh, what do you make of that bowling performance? I mean, they have Australia right in their palms. And uh, what, what are your thoughts? Look, India's bowling has been uh, been the number one bowling lineup, at least in Test cricket, for the past two years. I'm talking about home and away uh, with their performances uh, in all the conditions. You talk about when they toured West Indies, England, even South Africa and Australia. And uh, in the stress match, especially, they look better than the Australian pace attack. And that is uh, some achievement in, when you're talking about guys like Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins and uh, Lyon as well. So, yeah, but it's, it's the bowlers who win you the test matches and that's what they did again 
bowling Australia out under 200 uh, after losing the toss. Uh, if Australia indeed managed to get over 350, it was uh, Australia would be the one would uh, dictate the terms of the game and not India. So, uh, great job on their part. And uh, it was, if you see the second day, it, that's when the overcast conditions were there. And But in the first day, it was sunny. Uh, obviously, as you mentioned, there was some help for the bowlers. One, but once the ball got popped, they, did, uh, they were patient enough to just bowl in good overs, not give away too many runs. And uh, eventually, they got the wicket. You talk about Ashwin, talk about Bumra. Ashwin, in the first day of the game, he really managed to uh, have have his impact on the game. And uh, Bumra is, I mean, he's uh, on the verge of becoming uh, one of India's greatest test fast bowlers already uh, with the kind of performance he's putting in every game that he plays. So uh, you got to give it to them. Uh, when even when Umesh Yadav uh, got injured, it didn't affect them at all. Uh, the second innings with the four bowlers, uh, they managed to continuously put pressure. That uh, also the run rate that uh, they, in fact, Australia were scoring less than two per over, which has not happened a lot. I think this century, in, uh, the last six, six tests against Australia, against India, Australia have uh, been scoring at around 2.61, which is the lowest uh, in this century. Just goes on to show that they've been putting pressure continuously uh, and it eventually um, uh, gives you the wickets um, which, which at crucial points of the game. Talk about Mohammad Siraj as well. Apart from his first spell, he looked pretty settled. Uh, he's a special bowler in the sense that he's tall, which uh, normally you don't uh, get from Indian cricket. So he would always be effective in uh, Australian conditions because of his height, uh, great wrist position as well. Uh, and uh, once once the ball is soft, that's when I think. He, he was really effective when he was able to get the ball back into the right-handers. So uh, that Cameron Green dismissal in the first innings, I think that was brilliant. Uh, even in the sec, even in the second innings, I think when he got Lavushin out, uh, caught at leg slip, that was that was good. He looked like he belonged uh, for his first test. So all in all, a great bowling performance. For sure. And I think, um, as you rightly mentioned, uh, India's bowlers really deserve the credit there, especially the injuries that they've had with Ishan Sharma, Mohamed Shami, and now Umesh Yadav. It really tested the depth of Indian bowling and they've come really, really good. Um, Ashwin has been a great surprise for me. I think he's bowled really well uh, in this tour and he's a thinking cricketer. He would have learned a lot from his previous tours to Australia and he's really uh, come good this tour. Um, I think he's made Smith his bunny at this point. It just looks like Smith is not comfortable against Ashwin at all. And to think that um, Smith, Ashwin used to, uh, Smith used to average 116-odd against Ashwin before this tour and to see him picking up Smith like uh, it's his everyday wicket, um, it's just great to see. Uh, but yeah, all in all, great bowling performance from India. Bumrah, as usual, Mr. Reliable, just gets the job done every single time. 
um siraj had a great debut i think um his um impressive figures as well so um all in all a great bowling performance uh, now that umesh yadav is um, injured who do you see replacing uh, him uh, natrajan has been added to the squad uh, but i think it will be either of uh, saini or uh, shardul thakur because natrajan has not had uh, experience of playing uh, four day games in domestic cricket so i think Uh, either of them will get the nod ahead of him and i think which is the right call as well but i think umesh yadav is a big big miss uh, shami now shami shant and uh, umesh won't be there so uh, this this would be really ham- kind of hampering their plans because uh, this just uh, creates more problems for the captain um you you know how bowler would react at certain situations but when you have your premier fast bowlers being injured after every game uh, it's it's a slight problem although uh, now that uh, rohit sharma is back in the squad you, you see a case for him uh, instead of uh, someone like uh, mayank agarwal or do you see him batting in the middle order at number five uh, in place of hanuma vihari i think uh, rohit sharma slots in at the top for me um especially since mayank agarwal has um, deficiencies in his technique it's been exposed and australia are going to keep targeting that um unless something changes drastically in his um uh, approach to batting in the next few days i think they should go with rohit sharma at the top and probably look at bringing in kl rahul um, to replace hanuman vihari i think shubhmal gill gets to keep his place he's done he did really really well uh, at the top of the order and you don't want to shuffle him i think um, especially since he's just getting into the test side he's done well at the top might as well keep him at the top what do you make of um, india's batting lineup for the next game at the scg yeah i'm i'm pretty much with you on this i think rohit sharma Uh, fits in straight at the opening slot i'm uh, i personally i would want kl rahul to be in the 11th place of hanuma vihari but i don't see them doing them that uh, for this one because uh, hanuma vihari he played enough balls i think uh, managed to stick that partnership with rahane in the first innings which was very crucial but he would be disappointed with the way he got out sweeping against lion that was not uh, the shot that was required that point in time uh, but as we have been saying time and again okay rahul needs to be in the plans he, uh, even in the test side uh, as uh, he he has all the qualities to be successful at this level so uh, uh, we have will have to wait and see and just a point on mayank agarwal as you rightly mentioned he more than the, anything he seems rushed uh, against the faster bowlers against shark and especially he Yeah, you mentioned he was late, and um, yeah, which which actually was surprising after the IPL. He he played against some real quick bowlers. So uh, whether it's social conditions, whether it's the bounce, uh, it's surprising because he did pretty well the last time he played at MCG. So uh, yeah, there there are some things that that needs to be corrected. Uh, if you see Ajinkya Rahane's case, uh, from the first test to the second test, especially against Stark, so if, uh, he got out against Stark in the first innings when they uh, took the second new ball at Adelaide. So 
his feet weren't moving this time if you see he would have two uh, different stance against the against someone like a pat cummins or and then, then stark his front foot towards uh, not uh, so if you see against pat cummins it was it was pretty uh, much a normal stance that you would have against a right hander but then against uh, uh, stark he he, he was uh, having his right foot away uh so that uh, there's some room to play the ball and uh, that kind of you know uh, saves you from uh, lbws as well so there are some minor adjustments that he did and which proved to be effective that how uh, that what experience brings to you uh, so um, yeah uh, about the changes mm, rohit is a uh, definite show in and uh, so is either of any or thakur uh, these are four change, um, not four changes but uh, something that is definite going forward for india for sure and now um, we've spoken about how india have done well with the bat in this game but their opposition hasn't done so well so let's have a word about australia and their overall performance in this test match yeah the batting uh, we have been talking a lot their batting is is uh, is a problem there are not enough quality players i think uh, right at the top Matt wade has been uh, wade has been doing more than you know he did all that uh, it was in, in his control because he's not an incumbent opener but uh, the 40 was pretty great when you talk about burns it was surprising right at the beginning that they gave him chance for two test matches especially his recent record he's been hardly getting any runs um, so uh, and even guys like Travis Head and Cameron Gein apart from his second innings uh, where he scored 45 it looks shaky uh, and smith i mean now just he uh, goes on to show how much australia are dependent on smith we keep talking about how much india are dependent on kohli but uh, it is the same with uh, australia as well uh, he's He's been, uh, you know, in all sort of troubles. I think more than anything, it's. I think he's very indecisive. Uh, uh, right from that New Zealand tour, uh, where Wagner was continuously bouncing him out, and this time uh, India have come up with different plans. Um, but I'm not too worried about Smith's case because, I mean, uh, uh, just goes on to show even he's human, and uh, in such a long career, you uh, ought to have. series where you won't score runs but i'm backing to come good but i uh, on the either side of uh, smith and labushin there is a problem and uh, david warner and pukowski have been added to the squad they two slot in straight away and matthew wade goes in place of uh, travis head fair point there but um, um would you also is there a case for probably marcus harris coming in instead of pukowski because I mean, he's just coming off of uh, that injury that he has, um, and you wouldn't want to probably expose him to this world-class Indian bowling attack um, at the start of his career. Yeah, look, uh, Team Pain mentioned right at the beginning that if Pukowski is fit, he'll he'll be a uh, uh, the part of the eleven straight away. So, uh, and especially with their batting boosts that they had, uh, I think if he uh, he's fit to play. Uh, he'll he'll be part of the eleven, and uh, Travis Head with the way he got out in both the innings playing uh, b- balls that he should not have. Matthew Wade goes there, 
yeah these are the changes i see in uh, in case either of them are not fit enough to play i think they'll they'll have warner even if he's not at 100% because they're desperate at this moment losing a test match tim uh, cg just adds on to the pressure had they won this test match probably they wouldn't have taken the risk but now uh, warner would be part of the 11 yeah well, you, you you see any other way around I think probably there's also a case for Marcus Harris. He was the highest Australian run getter in the 2018 series against India. Um and purely for the fact that I wouldn't want Pukowski to um face this Indian bowling lineup, you would want a little bit of experience at the top. Yes, you're getting in Warner, but you would want a, a, a experienced partner as well because the amount of pressure Australia is in to win this next game, it's going to be huge uh, for them. Um I think head uh he's been getting out the same way way too often in the recent past uh, he just keeps slashing at those deliveries and gets caught out um uh, probably there would have been a case for maybe wade and head in the middle order if head was uh, getting those runs because australia need that cushion uh, they're batting i mean they've hardly hit to they've hit 200 once in the series which is something you wouldn't expect of an australian batting lineup in australia um but then i think um, you know um head has to go and wade would uh, replace him at his position and uh, maybe maybe marcus harris or as you say pukowski uh, come in at uh, at the top of the order along with david warner and yeah i think uh, we can now move from the mcg uh, to the run fest at centurion uh, just a brief overview for the sri lanka south africa game uh, sri lanka in their first innings scored 396 with Dinesh Chandimal top scoring with an 85 and Sip Amla getting 4 for 76. Um, South Africa in the first innings, 621 runs. Uh, Faf Duplessy, 199, agonizingly out on 199. And Hasaranga uh, getting 4 wickets. Um, Sri Lanka in their second innings, Kusal Pereira top scored with 64 and or most of south africa's bowling lineup got two wickets each and then they ended up winning the game by an innings and 45 runs got what do you make of the test match as a whole yeah look this test match was very much different from uh, the one at mcg especially a team both the teams scoring at more than four uh, and then you see the other test match uh, where hard uh, run is was hard to come by or uh, sri lanka sri lanka despite the innings loss they did pretty well they were uh, quite unfortunate with the injury of de silva but other than that they managed to put runs on the board on a spicy pitch uh, south africa was just too good um, throughout the test match the batting uh, they batted uh, in the first innings with the uh, help of Duplessis scoring 199 and the help of other batters as well. If you when you get a lead of more than 200, it's it's uh, hard to come back into the game. But I see uh, this series. Uh, I hope uh, it to be a well fought series because of the recent history of Sri Lanka playing in South Africa. They won two nil the last time. Uh, if their bowlers can get wickets, uh, I I think uh, it, the games would be much. closer in in the next test matches yeah yeah as you said you know i think if their bowlers did better they were unfortunate though i mean their bowlers also two frontline bowlers got injured in uh, rajita as well as kumara 
when you lose two frontline bowlers, it's difficult for the team to uh, get it uh, get back in the game, especially against a quality side like South Africa. But then just to start off uh, with uh, Sri Lanka's first innings, they did really well on the first day, I think. I mean, they were shaky at the start, losing 3 for 50 uh, odd. But then uh, Chandamal and De Silva stitched together a very good partnership before De Silva injured himself. Um, and then Dikwela came in and uh, partnered up with Chandamal. And Chandamal ended up top scoring with um, uh, 85. And Sri Lanka ended their first innings with 396. Now, if we look at... South Africa's first innings, Elgar and Markram, they did really well uh, with their first wicket partnership of 140. Um, they lost their way a little bit, uh, losing probably something like 237 for four uh, before Bavuma and Faf Duplessis got together. They played really well, got a 100-plus run partnership before Bavuma did not edge one and walked off. Uh, there was a daylight difference between bat and ball. Uh and Babuma still probably walking somewhere at this point. Uh, but Faf Duplessis had other plans as he just carried on batting and batting, scored 199. And then to see him uh, hit that ball to mid on, get caught, it was sort of heartbreaking as well. Um, Sri Lanka's bowling, I think Vishwa Fernando did pretty well. He did uh, uh, trouble Faf Duplessis as well with uh, hitting him. Uh, a fair bit on his pads where Faf was missing his balls as well as they had a plan with a um, fielder right behind the keeper which almost worked at one point. Uh, so it was good to see from the Sri Lankans. I think the injury concerns just sort of um, the wheels just came off uh, there for them. Um, and then in the second in- innings as well you you can't expect them to come back after that uh, 200 plus lead from the first inning. So uh, we'll have to wait and see who replaces De Silva. I think Fernando is uh, due to come in to replace De Silva. And then their bowlers, Suranga Lakmal, um, he was battling an injury as well. So we'll have to wait and see if he can come back in. He's an experienced pacer, so that would be good for Sri Lanka. Yeah, and then moving on to the nail-biter in New Zealand, uh, where Pakistan and um, came really, really close, in fact, um, towards the end. So... Again, just a brief summary before I come to you, Gaurav. New Zealand in their first innings, 431. Williamson top scoring with 129. Uh, Shaheen Afridi got 4 for 109 uh, from Pakistan. Uh, when Pakistan came out to bat in their first innings, they scored 239 with Fahim Ashraf top scoring with a 91. And Kylie Jameson getting 3 for 35 from New Zealand. In their second innings, New Zealand put on the accelerator, got 180 for five, declared, and then uh, bowled Pakistan out for 271, winning the game by 101 runs. Now, while that margin might seem large, it definitely was closer than that was in Ankara. Yeah, look, unlike the other two tests, that uh, this one kind of went to the wire. And uh, this is what happens. You don't know which Pakistan would turn up. Uh, they either mess up a really good chance or they come up with uh, games where you wouldn't imagine uh, that a team would be having chance to win but then they make it happen uh, it was it was a great test match and um, so much like sri lanka even they've been battling with injuries babar azam their premier batsman is not there and their openers have uh, have been struggling it's, it's a difficult place to bat in new zealand uh, as an opener and with a against a pace attack uh, like Bolt and uh, Saudi, 
it it's hard but uh, we we it was great to uh, that uh, this uh, they uh, show the show the fight i think fawad uh, alam uh, and rizwan as well so yeah look i mean uh, it it's always going to be that case uh, against pakistan you can never take them lightly but on the new zealand part uh, they they always go unnoticed we keep talking about teams like india australia and uh, england uh, but new zealand now they are they are the number one test side as well and uh, williamson is the number one test batsman so uh, they look they are they are just a great team uh, good uh, hard working passionate cricketers who just go and do their work um i mean you 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 see you see a guy like williamson uh, how he has handled a team like new zealand where uh, there are not many options in domestic cricket but uh, he, they always manage to make the most of their uh, chances whatever players they've got in the squad and along with him the other batters as well uh, they uh, they did pretty well to come up with that score but it was it was it was great to see but i look this was by far the most interesting test of the, out of the three and uh, uh, yeah I'm, i'm looking ahead at the other tests as well if, if pakistan uh, top order can get it right i think the uh, pakistan have always it's, it's, it's never the case when pakistan are short of fast bowlers you go uh, anywhere in pakistan and you'll find fast bowlers the steaming in uh, shine afridi as you mentioned was great uh, they've got nashim shah as well so it's it's a great bowling lineup uh, they need to get their batting sorted as uh, in especially the top order and uh, i think it will it will be a very close fought series for sure as you mentioned uh, new zealand now right up there with india and australia in the rankings as well in the world test championship points and if you see all three sides they have brilliant bowling attacks i think that's what sets them apart from the rest of the teams new zealand you have tim saudi trent bolt neil wagner let's not forget him i mean bowling with two fractured toes that that surely takes something um they also have mitchell santner and the new guy in kylie jamison he he done really well this test i think he did well against uh, india as well earlier in the year in that series and um, you know this test match like much like sri lanka pakistan started off really well they got the new zealand openers out cheaply but then new zealand's middle order just came really really good williamson getting that century you got taylor with a 70 odd henry nichols with 56 and bj watling uh with a seven resilient 73 um uh i think um shahin afridi bowled really well he was he did not get much support on the first day from the other bowlers but then on day 2 yasir shah came and picked up three wickets and uh, mohammad abbas as well bowled really economically uh, he was sort of unlucky not to get uh, more wickets uh, as new zealand would be the kind of pitch where he suited the most he he bowls at great line and length and gets a little bit of seam movement but unfortunately he didn't get those um, wickets coming on to pakistan's batting their top order just failed um shan masood abid ali the openers i think they have a problem shan masood scored a century uh, earlier this year against england but after that he's just had a string of low scores 
uh, and even in during that century he england dropped him a multitude of times uh, so probably those were some signs there itself um but then we saw rizwan and uh, ashraf rizwan has done really well i think he's sort of gone under the radar but uh, for pakistan i think if um, he would have got a few more runs he would have overtaken ba- uh, babar azam as their top run getter in 2020 uh, in test cricket so i uh, he did really well in both the innings in fact uh, fai uh, mashraf got a 91 in the first innings and really saved the day for pakistan because their top order just dot com good in the second innings um new zealand you know they just took the game away from them and uh, declaring off uh, uh, at the stroke of t on the fourth day gave them enough time to bowl pakistan out but that was not without um, a few surprises from pakistan as they top order again failed but then fawad alam after a 10 year break he scored a century on debut and then 10 years later comes back and scores a century uh, we'll never know why he wasn't picked in these 10 years i think he he should have made the pakistan side uh, long back and then um, rizwan and uh, fawad uh, alam really stitched together a wonderful stand and at one point it was looking uh, really bad for new zealand where i think they were going into the last session of the day 136 runs to get uh, six wickets in hand um, but then you know neil wagner came in got fawad alam out rizwan got out as well um and then it sort of looked like pakistan's chances were fading until you had shine afridi and uh, nasim shah just sort of defending balls uh, after balls and then it came down to the last 5 5 6 overs where new zealand were going with paceman and then williamson williamson suddenly decided to go uh, with mitchell santner uh, which was i think a great move he got two wickets and ended the game Uh, for new zealand with four and a half overs to spare so it was a really close fought game uh, very excited for the next game between these two sides as well as um, we have the big game uh, at the scg between india and australia um, so yeah i think that's about it from us um, got of any final words before we leave yeah look it has been three great test matches uh, and we've seen uh, in and India winning a historic Test match can't wait for the one at SCG. They would have loved had uh, MCG retained the th- Test as well because of their decent record at MCG. But uh, I think especially in SCG, it's, it's normally a belter of a wicket. Get a lot of big scores, which would uh, help India. The batters especially and the bowlers, uh, even even when the conditions are not in favor, they they manage to take wickets. So. as indian fans we uh, i mean we both are looking forward to test and uh, so is with the other two games as well so should be a great new, new year uh, and after the after especially after we when we didn't have a lot of wicket in 2020 so looking forward for sure and on that note wishing all our listeners a very happy new year as well um hope to see all you guys uh, subscribing to this uh, podcast as we'll be bringing out more such content and we we'll, we just love the game of cricket and uh, it's going to be a great 2021 for international cricket i think anyway that's us signing off thanks a lot for listening or watching depending on the platform and thanks a lot gorov for your time as well thanks do check out our odi teams of the decade as well which will be there on the podcast and many more content to come
Thanks a lot. For sure. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, this is Adit. That's Gaurav. And we'll see you guys in the next one.